Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family, for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children, children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com. You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your coworkers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. Y'all know who I am. We already done said it, but I got to say it one more time for y'all in the back that was trying to get seated that wasn't paying attention. My name is Corbin Millett. I'm the broker owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston. Yes, South Carolina. Hey, look here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of the Exit Strategies radio show family. Guys, thank you so much for making it a consistent part of your week to tune in either live as we air on radio or to listen to our show as a podcast. We really appreciate it. We really thank you for your time. And most importantly, we thank you for the input as we work to cater a show that will bring you more information more knowledge, more assistance in your endeavor to increase, create, or otherwise enhance, quote unquote, your legacy. Guys, right here on this show, we're legacy building because that is what we do. Always got to give a shout out again to our faithful listeners. Always got to give a shout out to elder, pastor, and elder. Let me get that in order, but give a shout out to pastor and elder Vanderbilt Evans Sr. And as I tell y'all, I've been telling y'all for quite some time, if I don't put that senior on that thing, he will snatch me up. Look here. He will pick up, he'll pull the old boy in close and make sure y'all understand what we're talking about. Always got to give a shout out, guys, to Prime Cuts, to Mac and Flo, who listen to our show. Guys need some grass cut. You got to give them guys a call as well. You know, we got a tremendous amount of listeners that tune in from all parts of the low country. And we are expanding, expanding this region. We have people listening to us now from all over the world. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for being a part, again, of this show and this family. So today is going to be a show on statistics. And we're going to talk today. Today, we're going to talk about the low country area. Now, we are going to touch in some other places. For those of you who may be in other parts, maybe looking at other parts of the state of South Carolina, other parts of the country, maybe even other parts of the world. And guys, hold tight because we're coming. I want you to stay tuned in still the same because I want you to understand 
how real estate moves, how real estate flows, most importantly, how the money with and behind real estate, how it moves and it flows as well. Now, for those of you who were tuned in last week, you know that last week, guys, I was on the other side of the country having a fabulous time networking and spending time with my peers, with the people, my colleagues that I love to work with, but most importantly, I love serving with who set out to make our industry better, set out every day to help and serve people and help people to realize, quote unquote, this American dream. So a shout out to all of them. I got to give a shout out to state leadership, to our local leadership in Charleston who attended. There's a tremendous amount of people that were there, but we always want to give homage to Nick Cremitis, state CEO of the excuse me, South Carolina Realtors, Will Riley, who is our CEO of the Charleston Trident Association of Realtors. You know, we had other AEs there from an association executives from other parts of the state as well. Um, I saw the crew from from Aiken. I saw the crew, guys from Florence. I saw the crew from other parts of the state. We always want to give a shout out to them. Again, that leadership, those people that sit in a position to help us navigate, turn the rudder, if you will, to get to where we're trying to take this industry, which is, again, to improve and enhance the lives of the people that we serve. And we do that through the membership. So we need to help the membership so the membership can help the people. That is not too much different than you would see in any other organizational structure. There are people that work at each level and in turn, one level serves the people at the next level so that the people that are at the receiving end, if you will, of the organization as a whole, so they benefit. And we want to say thank you for those people that take the time out, who do such a tremendous and fabulous job because guys, nobody likes to see sauces be made, but they like how it tastes. And I always say this and have said this, if you ever see sauces being made, you might not want to eat it anymore. So for those people that are in here making the sausage, that we're in here grinding and doing other things to make sure we pull it, quote unquote, together to serve our community. Again, a huge thank you to you all for what you do. I'm very excited. I've already extended invitations and made requests to have a lot of those people, a lot of our leadership come through and spend some time with us on the show so we can get a better insight, give you all, our listeners, a better view, if you will, of what happens, if you will, in the meat processing plant. Let's talk about that. Now, for some of y'all that's from the country, when I say meat processing plant, plant y'all thinking, hold on, some of y'all that go back to me, go back with me to Mullins, we thinking about the Mullins locker plant. But you know what happened there. It's a nasty and ugly experience. But nonetheless, it provides us nourishment. It provides us something to teach us, to help us, and help us grow. So again, huge shout out to the people that really spend the time to do the work that is necessary in order to empower the people. So again, a huge shout out to each of you. So we're going to talk, and I want to give you guys some comparisons. So we're in a very interesting market. So you know, while I was gone, there were trainings, there was meetings that I was a part of, um, and provided insight and input into the experience from my point of view and what I see in order to try to help make decisions, if you will, or give information to, to God, if you will, decisions that were made that will impact, quote unquote, us all. So, but while I was there, that wasn't all I was doing. All right. I also was still working, you know, in the process of me being away and participating in trainings and meetings and all these other things. I also was still serving our clients and helping our agents here, quote unquote, at home to serve, sell, 
whatever real estate, right? That's what we do. We took in some offers, negotiated some, ratified some contracts, took in listings, et cetera. Same thing, you know, made some things happen. But I want to share this with you because many of us, we see where we are now, but we don't see where we came from. That, and that's a word right there. Somebody probably need to say that over again. But oftentimes we are so focused and so narrowly focused that we only see where we are. We don't see where we came from. And not saying that we should spend all of our time watching a rearview mirror, just like driving a car. That is not necessarily the best idea. That's not what you should do as you try to move forward. You might glance. You know, that's what they teach you to do. Glance in the rear view, but don't spend your time focused in the rear view mirror. When, and a lot of people, that's what they're doing. They're focused, so focused in that, in the rearview mirror, they're missing the opportunities that are in front of them. And we don't want you, our listeners, our fan base, we don't want you to do that. So, but I, I do want to take you kind of back for for just a moment. So I want to share this with you. Real estate, guys, we're in a climate in a market and, and a lot of people struggle with this, but we in this Charleston market, if you will, in the area that we serve, uh, which expands significantly outside of just quote unquote Charleston, city of Charleston, et cetera. It goes, you know, pretty, goes out a bit. But our market going back to, and, and I'm going to do this just over the last year because it's not fair to you, our listeners, to go back over a time period that, that goes back significantly uh, over a year. So going back to about this time in 2020, many of us will remember 2020 quote unquote, is the year that we're supposed to perfect our vision, but seemed like all we could see is COVID. But during that time period or back in that time period, our average sales price or percentage of sales price versus list price was hovering just under 97%. So, you know, you were pretty close to 100%, but, you know, you were seeing home sell a little bit under quote unquote 100%. We got to a place in our current market in the June time period. So June of this year, where we were selling homes above list price. And I, I want you to kind of take that into kind of let that, as old folks say, let that city across, so to speak, because this ramp up began in January and it was a slow climb. And as we approached the April and May time periods, that's when we crossed over between April and May into being or the market home selling above list price. So we want to be, be very sensitive to this. As listeners, oftentimes, as we engage with you when it's time to discuss selling a home or what have you, a lot of people are just saying, well, homes are selling above asking price. So I'm going to ask whatever number and you expect to get that. And that is not what holds true. We went through a time period early this year during that time period that we're talking about when home sales, our home prices and, and properties were selling, quote unquote, quote above list. The market became so frenzied that during that time period, a lot of people were waving contingencies such as appraisal. Many people were trying to find other opportunities and other ways to make the purchase, leveraging cash or other assets. And typically when you're making a cash purchase, you're not necessarily making that purchase with any with any need for a contingency based upon the property's value. We went through this period, in my opinion, it was just it was just frantic. But nonetheless, we went through this time period where, again, home prices began to escalate quickly during this process as well. So here we are, guys, as we are into the month, if you will, of November, and we are looking at a market now and looking at 
to be very direct about it, we are now, quote unquote, a little bit more reasonable. Home prices are, homes are still selling quickly, but the price to list price, that average has now fallen back below 100%. That is something else that we want to make sure that we consider. Our days on market also changed. Going back, similar to what we just talked about here a little bit ago, coming from November of last year, number of days on market was just under 10. And, you know, we kind of grew, you know, as we got into COVID and the COVID beginning of the year and everything. And then the market, I'm not, I'm sorry, that was a year prior. My apologies. We got into the beginning of this year. The number kind of ticked up a little bit, but then we began another decline and then kind of a leveling off of number of days on the market. And these are median days. Now, if I go to my averages, my averages look very similar because my average days on market for our entire listing service go, goes back to about 40, 41 in November of last year. And it kind of stayed level till about February. And then February, as we all know, that's when lumber prices, other things like that were significantly, significantly influenced by some outside sources. So guys, look, we are quickly coming up on quote unquote, what I will say is our first break of the show. We want to put a pause here, quote unquote, as um, most radio show hosts say, pay the bills, get a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. You know, for real estate agents, there's not much financial security. When the only income streams are taking listings and making sales, agents tend to live paycheck to paycheck, spending their commission in advance and rarely saving for the future. You're only as good as your last transaction, and when you stop selling, your income stops flowing. But all over the U.S. and Canada, real estate professionals have discovered an additional revenue stream that fills in the gaps between closings and gives them a financial future that has never existed in real estate before. This new revenue stream is called sponsoring, and it's made possible by Exit Realty. Through sponsoring, agents earn residual income by introducing other agents to the exit system. It's not a multi-level scheme. It's a proven single-level system that works a lot like it does in the music and insurance industries. You do the work once and get paid over and over again. For example, Mary is an agent with Exit Realty, and John is an agent with another brokerage. Mary thinks that John would enjoy working at Exit Realty too, so she introduces him to her broker, and he is hired. At Exit Realty, he will immediately start on a 70-30 commission split. That's 70% to him. As a reward, Mary will instantly receive a residual bonus paid by Exit Realty Corp. International every time John closes a deal as an Exit Realty agent. Mary's bonus is the equivalent of 10% of John's gross commissions. And Mary's bonus doesn't affect John at all because it isn't paid from his 70%. So if John is producing $50,000 a year, that's a realistic annual income. That's an additional $5,000 every year in Mary's pocket. That $5,000 quickly grows to a much higher number when you start multiplying it. If Mary sponsored, say, 10 people into exit, all producing $50,000 a year, that's an extra $50,000 a year on top of her own commissions. Now imagine Mary's bank balance if John earned $75,000 or $100,000 a year. It sure adds up. By the way, when John's commission hits $100,000, his commission increases from 70% to 90%. The money is flowing everywhere. The great thing about sponsoring with Exit Realty is that when Mary decides to retire or take a break from real estate, her 10% residuals automatically turn into 7% retirement benefits. 
finally, a real estate company that cares about your retirement. For as long as the agents that Mary sponsored continue working at Exit Realty and are closing deals, Mary will continue receiving the equivalent of 7% of their gross commissions. Plus, when you join Exit Realty, you designate someone special as your beneficiary, and should anything happen to you, all of your sponsoring residuals instantly turn into the equivalent of 5% beneficiary benefits, so your loved ones are taken care of. Exit Realty agents get a piece of the action from the 10% sponsoring residuals and true peace of mind from the 7% retirement benefits and 5% beneficiary benefits. So just imagine, if you sponsored 10 people into Exit Realty, each earning $100,000 a year, that's $1 million in your bank account in 10 years. Could you do anything with that? What are the chances of you having $1 million in your bank account doing what you're presently doing? And with Exit, you can be confident knowing that you're backed by a top award-winning brand with world-class training and digital marketing tools. A company that's dedicated to helping you and the agents you sponsor achieve success. Exit Realty is the formula that works. You owe it to yourself and your family to take a closer look. And we're back, guys. We're on the second segment, Exit Strategies. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host. You know, you know, you know who I am. So guys, let's get right back to it. So before the break, we're talking about statistics and talking about the real estate market. And this is a show, guys, where we want to encourage you. But in order to encourage you, you need to know what you're being encouraged in. We're not going to blind, blindly push or blindly lead you or say, hey, go do X, Y, and Z. We want to give you some foundation, some basis so you understand what the undertaking is. I, I use this analogy often when I'm talking to people about a dog in a car. Many of you have seen a dog chase a car and a dog chases a car. And when they catch the car, what they're going to do with is I've never seen a dog drive a car. We want to make sure that we empower you so you know that when you chase it down, what you're going to do with when you understand the market and you engage in, then you have a better opportunity to be successful in the market. Buying a home is not necessarily being successful. Society has given people a measurement of success based upon the accomplishment measured by some measured against someone else. If you purchase a home and your home is bigger than your friend's home, then you're successful. That's not a measure. Or if your friend purchased a home and you buy a home, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're successful. That is a measure in comparison to someone else, not your own personal definition. And we want to always bring you back to that reality. Home ownership is about legacy, about wealth building, the creation of wealth, because when you own, you have more money. You know, you have an investment that grows with you over time because real estate has a definitive value. And what I mean by definitive value, there's a certain amount of land, certain amount of houses on this land. And in turn, as you own the house, own the land, you are establishing wealth. Money is fleeting. I mean, we're in an age now where we're talking about cryptocurrency and the likes, but cryptocurrency doesn't have a basis. Money, our money, is based upon wealth, resources, assets of the government. That's how money is issued. Gold, silver, et cetera, those exchanges, those commodities, that is how money is based, right? That's what we grew up on, economics, right? So if you remember that, then you know, okay, well, there's something that gives or defines and gives this value, but we're talking about cryptocurrency and today's climate. But I mean, I can discern no way there's any basis, but real estate gives you a basis. You have an asset tangible that you can touch that in turn has a value because everyone needs a roof over their head, right? So we want to make sure that you guys understand how the market moves 
how things change. We're talking before the break about days on market here in, quote unquote, the Charleston area. Now, we'll define some other areas, some other parts of the state um, on later shows. But want to start here today, quote unquote, if you will, in our backyard as we expand, we'll have that conversation because the numbers are very similar when you look at it proportionately, not necessarily exact, but proportionate, a percentage, if you will, as you look from location, locale to locale. All right. Average number of of days on market, guys, has kind of ticked up a little bit from where they were at a low, but it's still relatively quick. However, understanding all of these things, all of these things depend upon the home being priced right. So it isn't just you putting your home on the market. What does that look like? No. You asking whatever number that you want to get for it? No. You have to have some basis. We're, we're having these conversations and people are constantly looking to, okay, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to save money or I think I'm saving money by doing these, doing certain things, you know, yourself. We're in a do-it-yourself society. We've been in this for a while. There's many of you that change the oil on your own, on your own car, change your own brakes, et cetera. But there's a lot of us who, nah, I don't do that. I don't know how to do it. I don't want to mess around and do something that may cause, cause me injury or damage my vehicle or may injure someone else. Real estate is the same way. It's no different, but we try to treat it differently because, quote unquote, it's us and it's X amount of dollars of money for us to engage with an agent and utilize an agent in the marketing and sale of our home. I get that. I can understand that. However, the injury that you could cause yourself, the injury that you could cause to someone else could be fairly severe. And that is what is missing in a real estate transaction when you don't have an agent involved. And as a consumer, you should be mindful of that. How can you injure yourself? Well, you can price the home wrong. That's number one, because the algorithms and the systems that you use to value your home are not accurate. Just sat down with a seller whose house is going under contract as we speak. Just sat down with them a couple of weeks ago and had this conversation about, hey, This site told me my home is worth this amount. And when we run the numbers, eh, no, it's not. The numbers are off. The numbers are off because, and even even for your neighbors, the algorithm said your neighbors who sold their houses, their houses would sell at this or worth this amount. But the numbers were actually different. And the disparity between the two numbers was enough of a difference and a gap for your neighbors. They actually had agents. But it was such a disparity that in the numbers, that really is a difference in the fee. So you can get someone to do the work for you. You in turn can benefit from someone having done the work for you. You don't have to risk injury, meaning personally pricing your home too low or too high. Because if you price it too high, it's not going to sell. If you price it too low, it'll sell quickly, but you left money on the table. So where's the meeting? Where's the happy spot? The agent knows that. That's the reason why, again, it's advisable to utilize an agent because you don't see multi-million millionaires selling property themselves unless that's what they do for a living. And most of them won't sell their own property because there's a personal involvement or engagement in it, and they may not feel comfortable doing that, but you don't see them selling their own home. They employ someone to do it because they realize the value and the importance. So we oftentimes look at this and As a practitioner, and I'm not saying this because this is what I do and how I serve people, but I'm saying this because I watch how people make the mistake. Dealing with 
uh, for sale by owner is very challenging. They expect things, they don't know what to do. And in turn, they mess up the transaction because their personal feelings are involved. They make it way more challenging to get anything done. I've sold a few properties over the years that were being sold directly by the owner. And that's okay. That's what you want to do. Great. However, when you don't know what to do and you're asking me, hey, what do I do? Or I need, or I'm telling you, hey, I need this from you because this is your responsibility to get accomplished and you don't know what to do and you need my help to do it, then you should have had an agent to get it done for you to begin with. And I've had that happen a number of times. So guys, as our listeners, we want to encourage you and empower you to do what is always in your best interest. However, we want to make sure that you understand that that thing that you feel empowered to do may not be in your best interest. You may not do well at it. And in turn, it may end up costing you money in the long run. So we want to make sure that you understand understand that. Average sales price in our market has increased as of the month or has changed. Well, it's increased. We've seen the average sales price in our market now exceed in the Charleston market, now exceed as an average, as an average, not median, because median is always different, guys. But the average home price is now over 500000 in the Charleston market. So for you, our listeners who are local, who are saying, OK, I want to be a homeowner and you hear that number, it is very, very, very challenging. We completely understand. We completely. And this is just residential that we're talking about, guys. But it's very, very, very disheartening. I get it. However, it's an average. It's not the actual number. It's not, hey, you can't buy a home for less than this because you can. However, we need to understand that as the market increases in average price point, that means there are not necessarily as many opportunities, maybe at lower price points. And we need to figure out and be encouraged in ways to help us to leverage that. So we've given you websites that you can go to and search for down payment assistance if you need it. If you're a listener and you don't need any of those programs, don't fit any qualifications for any of them, no problem. You understand what the market is. And in turn, you need to make sure that you have help in navigating it. Our supply, as far as the number of months of inventory, is kind of averaging or leveling off. Guys, we're, we're sitting usually around a month supply. So we're selling as many properties in a month's time as we're putting on the market, if you will. As inventory kind of turns over, we see inventory go off. New inventory comes on, old inventory goes off. Most homes are selling within several showings. So just a little shy of 10, if you will. Somewhere between five to 10 showings is when a, a property goes under contract. And we, we find that to be true in the properties that we are working with owners on and what we have on the market. That's really what we're, what we're seeing. So we're seeing, again, you know, that number kind of flatlined pretty close to about 10 showings as a median and as an average, but just over that as well. So guys, look, we are moving a lot of inventory, but that is not an excuse. And I actually had this conversation recently with an agent. Inventory is not an excuse. Lack of inventory is not an excuse. So there's plenty of homes to be sold. There's lots of inventory. All of it may not be available. It may not be where you're looking. If you go to one store and they don't have what you're looking for, and I've said this in a previous show, but if you go to one store and they don't have what you're looking for, you may go, to, you'll go to another store. And agents aren't the stores. Agents shop in the store for you. Please don't go from agent to agent thinking that you're going to find something that you didn't find before. You have an agent that you've hired to work with you to help you utilize that agent, but that agent will shop store to store for you. So they'll look in this place and they can't find it, then they'll go to this store. You got a, you got quote unquote 
a secret shopper or you hired a shopper for you. So utilize them to the best of their ability. All right. Make sure that they understand what you're looking for, what you're trying to accomplish. And most importantly, they believe that they can get it accomplished for you. The ones that give you excuse are the ones that you don't want to work with. You want someone who's going to empower and encourage you to help you to get beyond that. So guys, on our next show, we're going to talk a little bit deeper about some of the pricing, but we're also going to go deeper into different markets and particularly certain neighborhoods because we want to encourage you, but most importantly, educate you on what those processes really, 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 really look like. All right. So guys, we appreciate you tuning in. Today's show has been great. And most importantly, we feel encouraged that we have in turn helped and inspired and motivated you all. We ask again that you check out our website, that you look, listen, that you share our show. We are available to come out and discuss and talk with your group, whatever that is, family, your coworkers, your work group. Maybe you want to put together an investment group. Guys, we're eagerly wanting to share this information with everyone. So please make sure that you all share this content. And if you have a group that you want us to come and address, maybe you have a group that you guys want to get into investing. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that in the next couple of shows. And we want to get that on tap and on deck for you. So as I always say, guys, we love you. We love you. We love you. And we're going to see you out in the streets. Guys, that was a great show today, and we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millette. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.